the evening with a great economist, cutting through the bull fruit, offering a positive outlook, February 10th. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. I hope to get to that tribute to Ronnie Gilbert Thursday night at Freight and Salvage. It will be on the air here, but I, I want to go and see uh, Barbara Dane. Yes, Barbara Dane is going to be singing there. It's at 7 p.m. Thursday, 21 January, Freight and Salvage. Uh... What do I have here today? I have, <laughs> well, I have a little play, but let me look at my notes here. It's January's 19th. January's half over, thank God. Uh, we had some losses this past week. The ethereal David Bowie, the elegant Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman's voice and his mysterious persona, uh, they were unique. Nothing quite like uh, his, I don't know what it is, it's a hum. <laughs> Classical British actors are always special, but with Alan Rickman, well, he, he had these hushed whispers, magical I don't know what it is about English actors. Uh, I guess maybe theater is their last hurrah, the last of the great British Empire. Uh, it's kind of theology for them. I think of uh, Laurence Olivier's father was clergy, right? Uh, church and stage. Anyway... Nostalgia for the British past hit a high water mark on Downton Abbey last week. Uh, see, it was this weekend, I think. There's an elderly British peer. <laughs> he looks around his great regal house, estate, palace, whatever. This haunted, crumbling mansion. Um, what do you call it? Uh, 
ghostly, I guess, neglected since the end of World War One. Uh, he still has a couple servants, but <laughs> he interviews a young butler that he is afraid might be a Republican. But there's a moment when he says that what he misses the most is the sight of the women, all the women at the end of the long evening as they go up the stairs, he says, they went upstairs to bed with their diamonds sparkling in the candlelight as they disappeared into the dark. It's a bit over the top, but <laughs> the, the writers uh, are indulging themselves. Uh, anyway, nostalgia ain't what it used to be. It may be we romanticize the past, but what else can we do? It may be that the truth is, is too hard to remember. It's painful, perhaps. Uh, television actually took a look at the, the recent past. This past weekend, in honor of Martin Luther King Day, the Civil Rights Movement. Hmm. I watched a lot of it. I, I'd seen some of it before, but... It is always moving. The Moses generation, uh, solemn, you know, uh, called it the time of the martyrs. Moses generation. Hmm. So what does that make the new crowd? Uh, <laughs> I guess, Jacob. Anyway, justice. Imagine what a concept. I remember when I had young black students, I was stunned to realize that they really thought that justice was something they could they could get hold of anyway the best of the documentaries is was Spike Lee's film about the four little girls you know the one uh, about the children murdered in Birmingham some psychopath guy named Dynamite Bob blew up their church now this was the moment, some people say, when Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement claimed the hearts and minds of the whole nation. Now, the man who prosecuted the bomber is interviewed at length, uh, a white man. He's interviewed, uh, and he says that he was deeply moved by the song Birmingham Sunday. You remember its song, uh, Joan Baez, with her aching soprano. Uh, he said that he played it every morning for years. So many of us remember that song. Uh, I guess, I guess it's a ballad. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I think of it as a uh, a lament. Um, I think that. Joan Baez, uh, I don't know why she seems to be the one that stays in my mind. Joan Baez and Bob Dylan, uh, I think are the ones that will be still in the, uh, in the ether around us in a hundred years. But I don't know, of course. In the documentary, the families of the four little girls were, uh, really portrayed in depth the 
documentaries by Spike Lee, and all the people that he uses in this film uh, are not not just authentic. I mean, but they they uh, have a special sort of quality. And uh, if you are interested in the facts, well, the Bull Connor scenes. Bull Connor he used to drive a little white tank around Birmingham, you know, and. Uh, uh, I think uh, it's a sort of stage there. I don't know why, but it, it's like a play. Uh, and Joan Baez is the spirit, or at least she was for me, the spirit that descends in song, rattles around in my little liberal head. I think of the movie Bullworth with Amiri Baraka. He played the... Uh, homeless dude and he kept saying to the so-called well the senator you know Warren Beatty he says that in order to make change you got to be a spirit can't be no ghost uh, he says the spirit descends in song yes so W.E.B. Du Bois wrote uh, yes the voices of the children will make the silence sweet. Uh, that's the end of Souls of Black Folk. Now, there were a whole bunch of movies shown to celebrate Martin Luther King Day uh, or over the weekend. Some of them pretty dreadful, but that's okay. Um, the good ones were there, too. Mm, my favorite moment of humor uh, was in the biopic of Malcolm X. You remember Denzel Washington's famous portrayal of Malcolm X. That movie uh, was, uh, let's see, 1992. That's a long, long time ago. Quarter of a century. Anyway, uh, it's the scene when Malcolm X has returned from Mecca, a changed man. He's had an epiphany, and uh, he is got hold of the uh, universality of brotherhood of man, that kind of thing. And he's uh, still a good Muslim, of course. He's standing outside the Muslim temple when a warm, big, glowing black woman, middle-aged church lady, she comes up to him and she's beaming and she says, says, I'll pray for you, son. You just go right on doing what you're doing. Jesus loves you, son. And so on. <laughs> So much for the one God. Uh, that movie, uh, Malcolm X, is the sort of bio picture that tries to connect the dots. It's, I don't know, conventional? Not generic, but certainly not realism. But it was a straightforward effort to portray Malcolm X as a great American hero. Uh, suitable for... Middle school students, yes, Spike Lee made this fiction film, uh, as well as the documentary about the four little girls. Uh, it holds up. It includes all the usual suspects, Nelson Mandela, Ozzie Davis. Uh, I love Al Freeman. He plays the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. It's quite an incredible performance by Al Freeman. Marvelous actor. I still remember him in Leroy Jones' play, The Dutchman. That was a play. They couldn't film it in New York. They had to go to the London Underground to film uh, Baraka's play, The Dutchman. Anyway, 
Spike Lee tried to show how all the isms uh, divide people. You know, that's one of his themes. Uh, several of his other films go after that notion, you know, uh, how all those, uh, what is that, feminism and other ism, there are, what is it, 19 isms, I wrote them down and put them on the wall. <laughs> anyway, uh, the movie shows how Malcolm X evolved from a street, street criminal to a spiritual leader and, of course, a martyr for real. Now, there has not been a definitive portrait of Martin Luther King on film. Uh, that may that may happen one day. Uh, the family family of Martin Luther King uh, so far has not allowed that to happen. Uh, all our great men, you know turn out to be vulnerable human beings, old Abe Lincoln and the rest. Maybe, maybe that's what's so special, you know, the capacity uh, that they had to do these remarkable things when they were just, you know, just folks. James Baldwin uh, said that, well, it takes more than a generation for the blood to dry, you know, till we can, till we can tell the truth, I think a time comes when the the tears dry up. That's the time when we can look to the past for wisdom, uh, not just for inspiration, but for some method, you know, for the spirit. Mahatma Gandhi's uh, nonviolent, uh, what is that? Uh, not his tradition. He's the one, I guess, who started it. Those long walks, you remember. Uh, anyway, the spirit of freedom, spirit of liberty for all. I think, is it? Uh, I think we got a chance, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to dig into that today because I think uh, it's still January, and. I'm still in what I call uh, downtime, down mode. It's something about the time of year, I think. Uh, I'm still mucking around with Sam Beckett. I don't know why. I think it's because Samuel Beckett is always said to be, you know, a gloomy dude. And I, for one, think that he is the funniest, the most cheerful uh, when things look the darkest, <clears throat> Beckett can 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 come up with a twist or a turn. I like nihilism. Nihilism is, uh, of course, I mean the good kind. You know, uh, Samuel Beckett is my existential saint. He's a writer who, well, let's say that he tells me where I'm going. And how it is, I'm never going to get there. On the other hand, he makes me like it. We are all just waiting for Godot. And you know who Godot is, right? Anyway, uh, <laughs> problem solving, yes. I think I think uh, Samuel Beckett is the, the uh, one individual I would like to meet on the other side. 
Beckett, and then George Bernard Shaw, who's almost antithetical. Uh, Shaw was such an uh, obsessive optimist. That's enough to make you believe in socialism. Yes, Bernie Sanders. Maybe. Could that happen? I don't think I'll live to see it, but wow, wouldn't that be something? Never mind. I'm going to go into Beckett's happy days because it's, yes, happy days are here again because it cheers me up absolutely. It's called a tragic comedy. I like to think of it as a psychodrama. Let's see. There are two characters. One of them has only one word. His name is Willie. He has one word at the end. Two words, actually. The woman is Winnie. Winnie is buried up to her neck in sand. (laughs) The whole play is a monologue. She has this huge bag that she can just barely reach. She always says, oh, I mustn't overdo the bag. She goes to the bag once in a while for some little token, you know. I think what she's doing is reviewing her options. Yes, yes, she says. Great mercies, great mercies. Sometimes I hear sounds, but not often. They are a boon. Sounds are a boon. They help me through the day. The old style. (laughs) Yes. Those are happy days when there are sounds. When I hear sounds, I used to think, I say I used to think they were in my head. But no, 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 that was just logic, reason. I have not lost my reason, not yet. Well, well, not all. Some remains sounds like little sunderings, little falls apart. It's things, Willie, in the bag, outside the bag. Ah, yes, things have their life. That is what I always say. Things have a life. Take my looking glass. It doesn't need me. The bell. It hurts like a knife. A gouge. One cannot ignore it. How Often, I say, how often I have said, ignore it. When I say, ignore the bell, pay no heed. Just sleep and wake. Sleep and wake. 
as you please, open and close the eyes as you please, or in the way you find most helpful, open and close the eyes, Winnie, open and close, always that, but no, not now. No, no, what now? What now, Willie? Ah, there is my story, of course, when all else fails. A life, a long life, beginning in the womb, where life used to begin. Mildred has memories. She will have memories of the womb before she dies, the mother's womb. She is now four or five already and has recently been given a big waxen dolly. Fully clothed, complete outfit. Shoes, socks, undies, complete set. Frilly frock, gloves. White mesh. A little white straw hat with a chin elastic. Pearly necklet. A little picture book with legends in real print to go under her arm when she takes her walk. China blue eyes that open and shut. The sun was not well up when Millie rose, descended the steep, slipped on her nightgown, descended all alone the steep wooden steps, backwards on all fours, though she had been forbidden to do so, and entered the... tiptoed down the silent passage, entered the nursery and began to undress Dolly, crept under the table and began to undress Dolly, scolding her all the while, suddenly a mouse. Gently, Winnie. Willie! Willie! I sometimes find your attitude a little strange, Willie, all this time. It is not like you to be wantonly cruel. Strange? No, not here, not now, and yet... I do hope nothing is amiss. Is all well, dear? Oh. God grant he did not go in head foremost. You're not stuck, Willie. You're not jammed, Willie. Oh, perhaps he is crying out for help all this time, and I do not hear him. I do, of course, hear cries, but they are in my head, surely. Is it possible that... No, no. no my head was always full of cries, faint, confused cries. They come, then go as on a wind. That is what I find so wonderful. They cease. Oh, yes. Great mercies, great mercies. The day, the day is now well advanced, and yet it is perhaps a little soon for my song. To sing too soon is fatal. On the other hand... 
it is possible to leave it too late. The bell goes for sleep and one has not sung. The whole day has flown, flown by, quite by, and no song of any class, kind, or description. Oh, there's a problem here. One, one cannot sing just like that. No, it, it bubbles up for some unknown reason. But time is ill-chosen. So one chokes it back. One says, now is the time. It is now or never. And one cannot, simply cannot sing. Not a note. Another thing, Willie, while we're on the subject. The sadness after song. Have you run across that, Willie, in the course of your experience? No. Sadness after intimate sexual intercourse. One is familiar with, of course. You would concur with Aristotle there, Willie, I fancy. Yes, that one knows and is prepared to face. But after song... It does not last, of course. That is what I find so wonderful. It wears away what are those exquisite lines. Go forget me, why should something or that something shadow fling? Go forget me, why should sorrow brightly smile? Go forget me, never hear me sweetly smile. Brightly sing, oh God, one loses one's classics. Oh, not at all. A part, a part remains. That is what I find so wonderful. A part remains of one's classics to help one through the day. Mm, so many mercies, many mercies. And now, and now, Willie, I call to the eye of the mind. Ah, hand in hand. In the other hand's bags, getting on in life, no longer young, not yet old, standing there, gaping at me. Can't have been a bad bosom, he says, in its day. Seen worse shoulders, he says, in my time. Does she feel her legs, he says. Is there any life in her legs, he says. Has she anything on underneath, he says. Ask her, he says. I'm shy. Ask her what, she says. Is there any life in her legs? Has she anything on underneath? Ask her yourself, she says. Let go of me for Christ's sake and drop. Drop dead. But no, no, no. I watch them recede hand in hand and the bags dim. Then gone last humankind to stray this way. Up to date. And now...
No. Suddenly a mouse. Suddenly a mouse ran up her little thigh and Mildred, dropping Dolly in her fright, began to scream. And screamed 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 till all came running, running, running. Too late. Too late. Can't be long now until the bell for sleep. This has been Jennifer Stone reading to you a snippet from Samuel Beckett's play Happy Days. Samuel Beckett always cheers me up. I'll be back on the air this same time next week. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. that a new criminal force is growing stronger and stronger in Latin America. Part terrorist, part corporations, part police. They're doing guerrilla attacks, strong-arming governments, and taking over much of the world's trade in narcotics, guns, and even human beings. As this affects so many of us, especially Latinos seeking refugee status in the U.S., KPFA is presenting Joan Grillo, the author of Gangster Warlords, Drug Dollars, Killing Fields, and the New Politics of Latin America. Grillo will speak Thursday, January 28th at 7.30 p.m. at the First Congregational Church in Berkeley, 2345 Channing Way. This KPFA benefit has wheelchair access, and myself, Vilma V, will be the host. You can find more information online at kpfa.org for Joan